0: Hi, guys, and welcome to the next episode of Fitchwork Podcast. I'm super excited to have one of my best friends here, Sarah Kamya. Woo! Sarah, say hi to all the people out there. Hello. So, I'm super excited to have Sarah here today. She is one of my best friends. Like I said, we went to Syracuse University together, met because of our sorority, Delta Gamma. It was a really great time. We've been friends since freshman year. Anything to add? No. Cool. Um, So let me give Sarah a little bit of an introduction. Sarah is recently hired as a full-time guidance counselor at a school in Manhattan. She just graduated from NYU graduate school. What was your program called?
1: I was in the Steinhardt School of, like, Culture or something like that. But my degree was counseling and guidance in schools K through 12. Great. Perfect. So
0: she just graduated from that NYU program. Um, While she was in grad school, she had literally mastered the side hustle in manhattan which i think is going to be super helpful to you guys because no matter what industry or field you work in you might have to have a side hustle and have some part-time jobs on the side so sarah works at soul cycle and she also is a babysitter in the city which i just am really excited to speak to you mostly about that just because i think that that would be super helpful to a lot of people who are just moving to new york or la or any other really big city and they need to like figure out the whole world of side hustling and like part-time jobs and you've like literally mastered it thank you (laughs) so sarah so our audience can just get to know you a little bit more and maybe understand what a guidance counselor actually does and all the responsibilities you have i would love for you to just kind of give a day-by-day rundown of your responsibilities at the school what is expected of you as a guidance counselor and why you decided to be one because it's such a unique and like different career
1: yeah okay hi guys i'm sarah so basically, I'm a elementary school guidance counselor in Manhattan on the Upper West Side. Yeah, my I'm not sure actually what my day is going to look like. This is a brand new job. It just got finalized literally two days ago. So I have no idea. But from my internship and from what I know, you know, the role of a guidance counselor to be is a lot of helping students who are struggling in school and seeing what you can do for them to make it better. So whether that's helping them with stuff going on at home, helping them with stuff happening in school, or just finding like what's just not working. And it's a lot of moving puzzle pieces around and it's a lot of times talking with teachers, talking with parents, talking with other students and running groups and holding meetings and seeing what can happen to make this child fully succeed. And It's a tireless job, I would say. Like, you are running around every day. There's no routine necessarily, but you try to stick to one, or at least I, at my internship did, and I will try to do that, but you can never know what's going to happen. I have some, like,
0: distinct memories of me in, like, fifth grade. Well, first of all, my parents are divorced, so, and they got divorced when I was in third grade. Yes. So, remember that in third grade, they made me go to the school guidance counselor to, like, they made me go yeah. to her, like, every day, and I was like, I, I don't need this, like, right. I'm actually very happy my parents are getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but thank you so much for your caring and kindness, <laughs> um, and then in fifth grade, me and this girl had, like, major beef, like, we hated each other, and they made us go to the guidance counselor together and work it wow. out. Wow.
1: Yeah. yeah, so a lot of what also I do is play games, like, I just ordered Uno, Connect Four, um, just, like, fun games. I have these, like, dice that you roll, and it's, like, what's your favorite thing to do in the summer? Like, yeah, because
0: you want to make it fun for it's, them. It's, like,
1: icebreaker's fun. Also, is different because they're, like, kids. Like, middle schoolers are tough. They're, like, rude and sassy, but I <laughs> live for middle school. Like, I will end up in a middle school again. Yeah. But elementary's fun. They're cute, and it's different. It's a lot of hard work. But anyway, so I guess I wanted to be a guidance counselor because I was the mean girl and I had my girl crew and I love them all so much we're still best friends we all have gone very different paths but it's cool how we've still stayed connected since kindergarten um but anyways we were just always butting heads because we were all very different and one day our school principal was like we're not having this you're coming to the guidance counselor's office and we're gonna have a dance party and so we would have a dance party like I think it would be like every couple mornings before class that is started. So cute. It was so fun. We would dance it out, and then we would talk about things. If things were coming up, like how can we be a good friend? Like what can I do today to be a good friend? Because I think we were just on a track to like just ruin each other. And. Mm-hmm we so um our elementary school we all there's seven elementary schools in my town and then there's one middle school one high school so you're like stuck with these people so then we all went to middle school and we had there was like I think there was six of us yeah there's six of us and then there was six different clusters And we each got separated into different clusters because they were like, we're not not fucking doing this. this. So, but anyways, we ended up on the other side, and I think it was because we had someone looking out for us. Mm -hmm. And after that, I just really wanted to step into this field. Also, my parents are both therapists, so, like, we have a very, like, let's just break it down, open it it up. I'd like to
0: say that it's really amazing having Sarah as a friend because... She's like my personal therapist sometimes. It's really nice. (laughs) I try.
1: I don't charge yet, but maybe I should start. Please, no. I've been overclassed like like, $15 for the advice on the train the other day. (laughs) I love that. You should. (laughs) I might.
0: You should just, instead of like people who sit on the sidewalk, like giving um, psychic readings, you should be like, $15 $15 therapy session. That's it.
1: That's you're all you need to That's business sometimes. right there. I'll go to Washington Square Park after this.
0: Okay, so I love that. I love that you, you know, chose this career path because it was something that really changed you, mm-hmm. and I'd have to say, I don't think you're a mean girl. I think you're super sweet, and I wouldn't be friends with you if you were mean. Thank you. Um,
1: I was just bossy and sassy.
0: I was bossy and sassy, too. I don't know. All the, all the good ones are. <laughs> you have to start somewhere. Yeah. So... I think that's amazing and I just, I personally look up to you so much and any teachers and anyone who looks, who works in a school, I just think is like such a memorable, memorable, such a, um, admirable, admirable, Admirable. it's such an admirable role and such an important job that I think sometimes get overlooked Yeah, and there's a lot of steps and a lot of hard work to become a teacher or a guidance counselor and work in a school because these people trust you with their children. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to take a step back and talk about, your journey to your current position and your journey to become a guidance counselor, but also in a more general field. You're one of my only friends that I know who went to grad school. And I know a lot of people debate and try to figure out post-college if grad school is something for them, so I'd like to hear your grad school story, why you immediately knew or didn't know that you wanted to go to grad school,
1: a little bit about the application process, but let's just start off with why you decided to go. I think I decided to go because to be a guidance counselor, you have to go, so, like, that was a no-brainer. I think I was in this place at Syracuse where I was like, I have no idea what I'll do. I love school. I do want to be a guidance counselor. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go right now and do it. Um... Also, just for the listeners, what did you study at Syracuse? Syracuse, my degree was child and family studies. And yeah, I like. So it felt like a natural progression. It felt like a natural thing. I have always wanted to do it. And I think I just was like, I don't know. It's weird because I think I was just like, yeah, I guess I'll apply. And see what happens. And see what happens. And I, so I only applied to NYU. I literally Googled guidance counselor master's degree or something like that. And all my friends, everyone from Syracuse and their mother pretty much moves to New York, New York. And I'm from Boston, so I have grown up going to New York and I enjoy the city for sure. And I was like, well, my friends are going, so I guess I'll apply to NYU." So I talked to a girl in our sorority um, who was in who was a year above me and was going to a Teachers' College at Columbia to be like a special education teacher. And I text, I messaged her on Facebook and I was like, which should I go to? Columbia or NYU? And she's like, to be honest, NYU is just in a better location. Like my brother, I think her brother went down there. So she's like, my brother goes there and he like loves being in that downtown area. But Columbia is great too. And I was like, NYU it is. Yeah. Sounds no, more fun. It sounds more fun. So I literally applied. I manifested because I am a manifesting mother queen. queen. We
0: love manifestation. In you this have to. Yeah. I
1: really think you have to. And Honestly, if you take anything away from it, manifest shit you want. Mm-hmm. I really believe in that. But anyways, I was like, okay, I'm going to apply. I'm going to get in, and that's what I'm going to do. And that's what happened. Yeah. And you, I wrote, like, a silly essay. Um, yeah, so what was the application process like? So, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. So <laughs> I, I was, I don't really look into things. And if something I'm trying is to read the details more, like, fine print. Got to yeah. read the fine print. So I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to grad school. I got to take the GREs didn't have to take the GREs but I (laughs) took took the GREs
0: so for the purposes of this podcast I actually am happy that you took the GRE to kind of explain about that experience a little bit because I know that for a lot of other business school programs you absolutely do have to take a test like I know someone who's studying for the GMAT she possibly wants to go to business school
1: and I know that that is something that you have to do right so let's start there what was that like so I bought a book. And I told myself I was going to, like, work on it. But it was a senior in college. Like, there's no way. So I was studying. And, like, I remember, like, taking the test. And being like, whoa, I finished. And then I remember the GREs aren't required for NYU Steinhardt School of (laughs) Counseling.
0: But I'm sure it was a good experience. It was a good
1: experience. So basically the GREs, you sit down at a computer, which I hate. I love a pencil and paper. Like, that's more of my learning style. But anyways, you sit down. I think it's, like, a four-hour test. You get, like, a calculator. It's, like... Straight up on um, SATs. Yeah. Like, straight But you're at up. a computer. But you're at a computer. But this, like, vocab, it, it's, it's a lot. But I'm pretty sure people pass it, like, well, like, you just get different scores. And I, I think you know going into programs what score you would want to go in. So, like, if you wanted to go to Boston College School of whatever, you would know, like, I need a, a 75 right. on the jury. So you'd be shooting for that. I didn't need shit. But whatever. It was a really good... So,
0: okay. So, I think the lesson from this is make sure you look into whether you need to take the test of what program you are interested right. in doing. And I also like, think... let's say you want to go to film
1: school. Like, I don't think you need a test for that. No. You, you just got, like... You just dip. go. You go. But applied. I also think I took it just in case I didn't get it to NYU. I would have the GREs done. And I could right. apply... To a later. different school. Right. Still could. Yeah. So, anyways, take the GREs wait I've applied to NYU send all that stuff in application I get recommendations um what was the application like I think it was literally like applying to college again like a common app I think it was a common app and an essay like why you want to do this it was like that simple it really wasn't a lot so then you apply you wait and I found out when I was on spring break in Mexico I remember this I wasn't on spring break in Mexico and Sarah called me from Mexico she's like Jordan Oh my I got God, it. it was really exciting. It was really exciting and just a really happy time. Yeah, And I'll leave it at that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, I mean, that sounds pretty simple. I know yes. that a lot of people do get stressed out about applying and stuff Mm -hmm. to grad school but I mean Sarah's also the kind of person who just like always kind of like does well at tests Mm -hmm. and school and essays and stuff but I think that's why you want to go to grad school because you enjoy those things so I think everyone's application process will probably be different but it sounds like applying to grad school is very similar to applying to undergrad yeah
1: I think the only hard part about it is like it's been four years since you've done an application so you kind of have to get back into application mode and if your friends around you aren't And are either getting jobs. Like, I know, like, one of our best friends landed a job early fall. Yeah, She was on pod. Yeah. Isabel Mm -hmm. got her job offer early fall. So she's sit back, relaxed, and all the same year. Which is freaking awesome. But, like, for other people, it's stressful. And I think, for me, I was like, oh, my God. Like, not only do I have to do all this, but then I have to still go to school.
0: The only other experience I have with... Applying to grad school and those sorts of things As like I said, I know someone who is currently taking the GMAT and she did like a GMAT class and like Mm -hmm. studies and all this stuff, but she wants to go to business school. So I'm not exactly sure. I just want to put it out there that I'm not exactly sure what is required of every school. I do know that I'm sure things differ and that I do think that taking a test like the GMAT or the GRE. LSATs. The LSATs could level in intensity depending on what program or school you want to go to. Totally. Just wanted to say.
1: And I think that also if you are taking those tests, if your friends are running around having fun but you want something for you, you need to put that above your friends running around because you'll get to do that. You just have to take a seat for a second. You really do. And it's the hardest thing.
0: Okay, so then you got into NYU when you yes. moved to New York. The Vest. I would love to hear a little bit about your program and maybe just more of your overall experiences yes. with grad school because I know people go to grad school for a lot of different things. Like and grad schools vary in mm-hmm. length and size. Mm-hmm. Like you could have a really small class, it could be for four years, it could be for one mm-hmm. year. A lot of people go to grad school to like meet friends and mm-hmm. like have a social life and like they mm-hmm. expect it's kind of a similar life to undergrad with grad school, mm-hmm. or maybe they're looking for something in a grad school that they didn't get with their undergrad. Right. So I'd just love to hear your experience kind of overall, like making friends, being a part of this community. And then I'm sure, and I know that you learned everything that you needed to know to be a guidance counselor with the program.
1: I hope. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's two years. It, all my classes were basically in one building, which was kind of cool. It became like our home. I would say there's about 35 people in our program. Um, And I would say that my first year, I was still, like, in Syracuse mode. I was in college mode. I'm also kind of shy at first, so I wasn't really ready to – I was like, why do I need new friends? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I want my old friends. And it was hard at first. No new friends. No new friends. But then I would say, come my second year, I was like, I need these friends if I'm going to survive. And I need to, like – focus on school and these people are gonna help me get through it and so what's great about forming all these relationships is now that I'm off into the job world I have such a great connections to all these people in different parts of the country like my closest friend Nikki is in Utah I know another person who's working in Brooklyn and it's really great to have these connections to always reach out to people and just like continue growing together and learning
0: yeah it's like networking but for teachers yeah I agree. Your first year, you definitely were, like, Syracuse mode. Like, we were all hanging out together. We were all living together. And I remember you being, like, I want friends, but, like, I just don't. Like, I want to meet these people, and I want to have friends, but, like, I just don't see anyone in my program that, like, I can be friends with. Right. And then the next year, you made, like, so many amazing friends. Right. And I was so happy
1: for you. And we went to happy hours and stuff, and it was just, like, really fun to, like, take a load off. It makes it more enjoyable. Like, grad school is
0: super stressful, and I can only imagine it's even more stressful when you don't have, like someone in your program who's going through the same thing as you that you can like chat with about it yes so I can only imagine that once you like had those people it made it so much better just like, so much
1: better deal with yeah and then the only other thing I'll say about the whole grad school like it is nice you have some days where you don't have class and like that was great but you'll learn that I filled that with other things yeah but basically my first year um, I had to go to a school and I would intern once a week there and then my second year I was basically a full-time intern at a school at a middle school that I loved and I was there 3 days a week. So your time is definitely filled and what you don't realize is on top of interning you have to write papers and like you have to study and you have to read and you're like how do I do all this?
0: Yeah, and also like you're not making money because you're in grad school.
1: You're making 0 dollars unless you're me.
0: Unless you're Sarah who has mastered the art of the side hustle, which this is why I'm so excited to have Sarah on the podcast, just because she has so many different facets of her career. Like, if you're interested in being a guidance counselor, here you go. If you're interested in going to grad school, here you go. If you're interested in learning more about side hustles in a big city,
1: here you You go. go.
0: (laughs) Okay, so Sarah came to the city, no job, fresh out of college, got into NYU, and she's like, shit. I need to make some cash. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? So the first thing that I want to talk about is the first job that you got. Yes. Which is the brilliant, the one and only soul cycle, which I know is so near and dear to a lot of our hearts, especially the Miss Sarah Kamya. Yes. I just want to take a step back and say a quick anecdote that... When we were in college, Sarah was so effing obsessed with SoulCycle. <laughs> she literally dreamed about being friends with certain instructors. Mm-hmm. Like she idolized these people and like now she has their numbers in their phone and like goes out drinking with them. Yes. So i just like to give Sarah a round of applause for really manifesting this destiny for herself. Manifesting everybody. And becoming the Soul Cycle queen that she's always wanted to be. Yes. And I think even specifically people are probably interested in working
1: at SoulCycle. Like yes, people it's love the best this. Best place
0: ever. People love this brand, people love this community. So I'd like to hear a little bit how you got your job at SoulCycle.
1: Yeah, so basically I just applied online and I it like goes through a system. It says like we'll get back to you if you're like You just applied online. You apply online. Great, I hear back, and so basically SoulCycle opened up their off-the-bike studio, Soul Annex, which doesn't exist right now, but it might come back. Who knows? But it was a really cool concept. It was like taught by SoulCycle instructors, but it was just Pilates-based classes, Zumba-ish classes, boxing classes, right. yoga. It was it cool. It was just like a boutique studio off-the-bike. Off-the-bike, but it was called Soul Annex, and I basically was choosing between working there or working at a different Cycle location. And I was like, whichever one offers me the job first, I'll take. I don't really care. I want a job. I'm going to be in the city. I need something. And so Soul Annex offered me this job. And it was really cool. It was in Flatiron, which was awesome to get to like go to NYU down to like in Washington Square Park, go to Flatiron, then come home. Like it was a really cool place to like start my city life. So then after Soul Annex closed, I got transferred to a different Soul Cycle location. And it's the absolute best. I love my coworkers. I don't even know what to say yeah, about it. And now
0: she's like best friends with all of her like love, people that she loved so much and looked up to. Yes. And she rides like every single day. Yes, and like instructors so that me. I had
1: pictures. Like I'd have a picture printed out, but I took a photo with an instructor one day after a class. Had it framed. I had it framed, and like then. To bed with Izzy and now I work with her which yeah. is really cool and I'm like oh you're so cool and so, you're still so cool
0: before we get off the Soul Cycle topic I just like to like maybe just give us a debrief of like the community that you've built there because I know that you a side hustle can be so much more than just a side hustle like you right. really created a community of friends and a whole like life at SoulCycle that's super important to you and I just love for you to touch on that
1: yeah quick. I think everyone at SoulCycle is are all going through their own paths too which is cool like everyone there is there for a reason and is like working through what they're going through in life a lot of people are actors or actresses I know another girl was in grad school too which was really cool to have that like we're both in grad school how are you doing this I don't know she was um, a nutritionist Mm -hmm. um and it's just really cool because we all kind of have each other's backs and it's like one, we get to laugh all day at work, and then we get to work out, and it's such a good way to, like, do all the things that you should be doing for yourself, if you're not, in one place. And, yeah. and making money. And making that money, and I would say my managers are the most supportive. I mean, sometimes you don't always have that, but to have the support I had at SoulCycle was amazing, and it's just a great place to, like, take it all out at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Okay, so now let's get into your second side hustle, which is I know your heart and soul. Like Sarah loves her side hustles, I think, more than just like life itself, which is so amazing to know that a side hustle doesn't have to be something that is like a burden on your day. It can be something that you really, really enjoy. So let's take a minute and talk about the baby that you love oh so
1: much. So basically, I was working at Soul, but I'm like a workaholic and I need to fill my time and I'm not really good with not having things to do, which is something I'm working on. Sometimes you just need to be able to sit. Yeah. And anyway, so I was like, well, Cycle, I'm not going to make nearly enough to like keep up with my friends who were living in the city making a significant amount of more than me, which is like a fact.
0: Right. Like, which Because
1: it's salary positions versus a part-time position. Hourly job. Yeah. Anyways, so I really was like, how am I going to keep up and how am I going to fill my time? So I was like, okay, I'm going to go on care.com. I love kids, clearly, because I want to be a guidance counselor. I've always babysat. I think I started babysitting when I was in fifth grade for my neighbors across the street. So I've literally babysat my whole life, camp counselor, the whole thing. And I was like, okay, I need to find a family. So I went on care.com. And you know what? I think I manifested this too because <laughs> I think I only talked to one family. Yeah. And this is not to say things fall into my lap. They don't. But I think I just... When you when you put into the universe what you want, the odds of it coming back are much, much Much higher. greater. Um, so I find this one family the baby's three months old. I'm gonna like cry. (laughs) Baby's three months old, the mom is renovating an apartment, and she wants some help during the days, and I'm like, bingo, you found me, because like, I have that availability. I'm a little more free. I could do my work when the baby's napping. It's kind of a win-win for everyone. So, okay, so now we've covered, um. Oh, but with that, I basically just spend my days like walking hit with him or just like going over while he napped and it was pretty easy and I would say that a babysitting job is so great in the city because if you could even find someone at nights like that's such a sick like on the weekends I would go over I would eat dinner there and watch a movie and like to be able to like take a step back from my friends be like I have to babysit and I'm gonna make bank and then I'm gonna go home and sleep it was pretty nice it was a good way to do my own thing and I
0: also think that like for moms in the city if they can find someone that they really trust with their kids like that is an indispensable relationship that they're willing to keep on for more than maybe the allotted time that they put on care.com or for the ad they put out like Sarah you've been working with them for like two
1: years exactly um so and like this relationship will forever go on like I I love this family more than anything.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I know a lot of people are probably going to ask, and I know I ask myself all the time, literally, how does she do it all? How does Sarah fit all of this into one day? So first, let's just go by a day-by-day, kind of time-by-time, of like what a normal day in Sarah's life looked like in the height of it all.
1: In the height of it all. Okay. Well, I would say I'm a Capricorn, so this is why I'm so good at it all. (laughs) But also... Basically, okay, so my day would start, and I have to be at SoulCycle at 5.30 a.m., the first class is at 6 a.m., so I'd set my alarm for 4.40, and my first alarm goes at 4.40, 4.45, 4.48, 5, 5.05, (laughs) and then I have to be up. Granted, I live very close to my SoulCycle studio, which is a blessing. And so then I had to be at at 5.30, work 5.30 to 10.30. It's a long time. And the worst part about the whole shift is that the coffee shop across the street hasn't opened until 7.30. So I have to oh, wait God. two hours unless I bring my own. So anyways, 5.30 to 10.30 is the shift. And then I had class at noon. So I had the option of either running home. By the time I got home, it'd be like 11. Sitting for 45 minutes, which was nice sometimes to make my lunch or something. But usually I had work that I put off. So I would mm-hmm. probably go to the library. Do work, print stuff. Class twelve to two, mm-hmm. and then class two to four thirty. That was my Mondays, and then usually something I got into routine was was taking the four thirty Soul Cycle class, which was like, oh woo, bless. Yeah. So you go back to soul back to cycle. Soul. I'm like, I was literally here twelve hours ago. Yeah. go back to Soul, take the class, which was awesome. That was a great. That was those were long but great days. It was like those are that's your
0: time, me time. Until, right, like, you have to put out something that's just for you.
1: Right, and then the other days of the week, I would um, so like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. I wake up. I take the six a.m. still cycle <laughs> class. So my alarm is still set at five. The good thing about school is that they close around 2.33, which is awesome. But the hard part is they open really early. So school start the school day starts at 8. So when I was in grad school, I would take the 6 a.m. cycle class because I had to be at my school around 7.45. So I couldn't take the 7 a.m. So I would take the 6 a.m., get ready at Soul, which was kind of nice. No one showers at 6 a.m. Yeah. Everyone goes home or they don't take class. So I had the locker room to myself. I would have a shower. I would have a good time. Then I would go to my internship from about seven forty-five to three thirty, which was in like Gramercy. Um, and then I would go uptown to babysit, and then I would babysit from three thirty to seven. So it was a really long day. Super and if long. I wanted, and the thing is, is I would babysit till seven, and a lot of the last SoulCycle classes are at seven thirty. This is not to say I don't do other workouts, but I don't really do other workouts.
0: Right? Like, why would you do other workouts when you can go to SoulCycle for free? Exactly.
1: And so, and at that point. I wouldn't want to work out at 7.30. I would be exhausted. So that's why I took the 6 a.m.s. But anyways, so I would have really long days. And then on some days I would have school. Or if I didn't have school, I was writing papers. Right. But I think you find a way to fit it all in if you want to fit it in. And I wanted to work out. Granted, there were so many mornings I slept in. There right,
0: were so obviously. many times
1: that I was like, I just can't do it. And I would choose s- that, that sleep. But if I wanted to get a workout in... I would have to do it at 6am. And if yeah. I wanted to get paid and make money, I would have to work 530 to 1030. And I think that's just kind of what happens.
0: Yeah, you have to make it all work. It's like you fit,
1: you make it work, you, you fit it in. You have to just put those pieces together and make it work for you. Yeah. And I th- I also worked on the weekends. So I really only had Sundays to like decompress. And then sometimes I would babysit and do homework. Yes. And do homework. So
0: how did you find time for you? How did you find time to have a social life and, you know, hang out with us and, like, make time for friends and have drinks after work? Because I know those are all things that you love to do.
1: I think I would look at my week and be like, what can I do that will make me happy this week? Does that mean going to soul cycle classes? Does that mean fitting in a dinner? Does that mean trying to squeeze in a date? Does that mean babysitting and making a little more money so I can enjoy my weekend? Um, and I think I really had to prioritize what I wanted to do for that specific week. And every week looked different. If I knew I didn't have a homework for a couple weeks or, like, for a couple days, I'd be like, yeah, I can go on that date. Like, I'm going to go on this date. Or if I knew I had to buckle down because I had so many assignments, I'd be like, okay, when am I going to meet up with my school friends and fit this in? And maybe I have to get my shift covered at Soul Cycle, which was hard for me to swallow sometimes because, like, one, I want the money, and two, I love being there. Yeah. But you have to just figure out what's going to work for you that week or – those couple weeks where it's just like you're in it. And I think when I did make the time for people, it meant so much and I enjoyed it. So, but the times that I didn't have time for people and I still tried to do it, I was sitting there stressed. Right. Like, if I tried to get dinner with you and I knew something, I had to get something done, I don't think I could be fully present. And there were definitely days and times I've done that to so many people. And I
0: think as your friend, I would rather do it another day where you could be more present than on a day that maybe was sooner or more convenient, but you were stressed and not fully there. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I, just one more question about, um grad school. I know a lot of people are probably going to ask if they are in grad school or they are looking into going to grad school. How did you get your internship at the school? Does your grad school program help you with that or is that something that you kind of have to do on your own?
1: I think NYU is changing it around for this, but I know NYU is like, they are packed full with resources. They have an amazing um, career center where you can have someone look over your resume and they can tell you what to do, how to fix it, they are just, like, so hands-on, and that continues, like, once you graduate, too. Like, Amazing. I feel like their alumni network is pretty awesome. But NYU, first, we do this thing called practicum where it's 100 hours, and they randomly assign you. They send you there. You go. And that's how I ended up at a school in the depths of Brooklyn, and I was <laughs> tracking it there. Yeah. And then – That was hard. F- and then for this one that I had um, at the second school – which was 600 hours. That's a lot of time at a school. But that one, um, you have to go and interview at the different schools, and they give you a list of schools that they're partnered with. Um, And this was the first school I interviewed at, in the only one I went to because I'm motherfucking She
0: manifested it so speaking of manifestation I want to move on to how you got um your current job and then if we have time we can do a few more questions from Instagram but I do think that I covered a lot of the things that people on Instagram asked yes um let's talk about this next current job was finalized like three days ago
1: literally three days ago so
0: let's talk about that because I also think that this is a big learning experience for anyone out there who wants to work in the department of education
1: or any job and it it's not working out in that moment like we have a I have a good friend who wanted to work in a hospital and like things weren't cleared yet so she couldn't right and it's just the reality of some jobs sometimes things just aren't through through the system and you can't get in right even if you're the most qualified and
0: it's nothing about you it's just about like what is happening right now in their system and in 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 there because it's a public job right so any public
1: service job I think so I really wanted to be in a middle school I love the middle schoolers and I actually had two interviews at this amazing middle school down the street for me um beautiful school and they were kind of wishy-washy about like what their plans were and I was like all right well I hope this works out I would love it too it's literally three minutes from my apartment but if it doesn't it's fine I'll figure it out I'll keep well back to the drawing board and a lot of my other classmates were having trouble just finding interviews because it's really hard once you're in the DOE you're like locked and loaded you're good to go and so there's not what does that
0: mean when you're in the DOE
1: when you're in the Department of Education, you're like you join a union basically, so you're like, um, you get like a pension. So the more years you work, got it. So once you get the job, you're yeah. in the DOE, and yes. then like
0: you're good, like basically you, like you're you, you can't get fired. Got it.
1: Which is cool. And if you work a certain amount of years, then you get to retire, and then you keep making money. Like it's a really awesome place to be. It's just not easy to get into because people don't leave. Right. So, a lot of my classmates were having trouble just getting interviews because also, unlike private schools and charter schools, like, public schools don't need to post online, like, careers. Like, they don't have a career page. Right. So, you're just literally, they literally said to us, go drop off your resume at every school in Manhattan. I'm like, "Oh, um. uh, Okay. And I'm like, I'm not, I can't do that. And I could email principals, but principals, I've learned, are so busy. Mm-hmm. They work 365, like, 365 days a year, like, unlike, um. Teachers and other administrators get the summers off and that right. stuff. Principals don't. They're working tirelessly. So they're basically CEOs of schools. Yeah. Which is That's crazy. a great way to put it. Yeah. And so anyway, so I, emailed, I I made a spreadsheet. I remember making a spreadsheet with a list of all the schools in District 2. So New York City has tons of districts. And basically it depends on, like, the income of the area and location. So, like, District 2 could be in Gramercy or it could be in West Village. But, like, think about, like, the income there and, like right. – so it's all based on different things. Um, but basically I just emailed every or tried to email every principal in district two because I'm like, oh, I'm at a district two school now. I love district two. But whatever. Lo and behold, I'm not at a district two, but I'm at an even better place. So that middle school interview was like, I don't know, it kind of just like fell through. They they were super busy. And so then my supervisor texts me one night and was like, Would you ever work at an elementary school?
0: Your supervisor at your internship? Yes.
1: My supervisor at my internship was like, Would you work at an elementary school? I'm like I would work anywhere. That <laughs> I would do anything. <laughs> I would work at anything. So I'm like, also, yeah, I actually originally wanted to be an elementary school guidance counselor, which shifted at my time at NYU. Right. Anyways, I'm like, sure, why not? So I go in and I have an interview and it's amazing. I love the school. It's basically this brand new school. On the Upper West Side. So I meet the principal and it goes great. And she actually was connected to my principal at my internship. So I definitely had like a connection, right. which I think in the DOE and as you can listen on Jordan's podcast, connections are everything gold. But I will say one thing, and Jordan's definitely touched upon this, is becoming close with or getting on the good side of someone high up is also great like I remember it was Christmas time and I gave my principal cookies and a soul cycle free pass because she likes soul cycle and finding things that will make someone just like remember you or at least like feel thankful for you even if they don't know you if you put if I had put cookies and a soul cycle pass on this principal who had no idea who I was I bet she would at least think of me once yeah and so she had reached out to this principal or the principal had reached out to her like hey like I need a guidance counselor mine's leaving and so that's how I got in connection Anyways, went to that interview. Then they asked me to come back. I met with, like, more people on the team, the assistant principal, school social worker, the middle school guidance counselor, and the one who was leaving. So it was a lot of pressure because I thought that the elementary school counselor was sitting there like, this girl can't fill my job. Or she could have been sitting there like, she can do what I do. But it was a lot to have the person who you're replacing sit there. Yeah. And so anyways, interview went great. And I was like, I think I got this. But I also like I'm young. Like I'm a 24-year-old. Fresh out of grad school. Fresh out of grad school. Dealing with like real life problems. Lo and behold, my supervisor knows. My supervisor, my internship is like, knew I was hired, but she couldn't tell me. So I sit the whole weekend and I'm so nervous. And then I'm hired Woo! Woo! I think I got hired before I graduated. Or maybe it was the week after I graduated.
0: I think it was shortly after.
1: Shortly after. So I get hired. Also, I meant to add that I had interviewed at a nonprofit that helps kids get into school. So you're like being a guidance counselor, but like you're not in the DOE, which mm. I said before is so. You
0: wanted to be. You in want the to be
1: it. in the DOE. I wanted to be there. So I have an offer at this nonprofit job, and then I get offered at my school, and I'm like, okay, sorry nonprofit, like I got offered a great opportunity. Well, two days later. They're trying to put me into the system, and there's a hiring freeze, which basically basically means that they aren't hiring anyone outside of the DOE. So anyone new, as in me, can't be hired. They can only hire people within. So there goes that. And I had already turned down my other offer, Mm -hmm. which really sucked. Pain. Pain. Yeah, so my principal, though, is like, Sarah, this happened, but we're going to work through this. Like, I want you... And I'm going to find a way to get you in. Are you willing to like wait it out? And let me tell you.
0: Did she wait it out?
1: I waited it out.
0: And was it worth it?
1: Yes. Because this bitch has a full-time job. The freeze was lifted. <laughs> the freeze was lifted. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I go the summer. Like, we're on back and forth calls. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be fine. We're going to figure this out think this is why the side hustle works mm-hmm. because I had my baby and I had soul cycle. So worst came to worst, I could at least make scraps right off of this. She could
0: survive. I could the survive.
1: And I was like, I have this. And if something happens like, um, and I can't start in the fall, at least I have this. Which is why I think it was good that I held on to those. School now starts here. on Thursday! Yay! Yay. And so, that's the story. Patience is a virtue. Patience
0: is a virtue and manifest that shit. Alright Sarah, I've pulled up your Instagram post and you have a few questions that I would love you for you to answer. Okay. In your opinion, it's better to go to grad school right after undergrad or should you get a job first and then maybe go back?
1: In my opinion, I think it was better for me to just go. Because I think if I didn't, I would have maybe gotten stuck or I would have been like, I should have just gone. But I think that it depends what you want to do for sure. Like a lot of people go back and get their um, master's degree in business. Um, and a few years later, a few years later, like that's what you do. Like you work and then you go back. Um, but a lot of times you just go. And I right. think it depends on what you want to do. And it depends on like what you're capable of. Like if school drained you those four years and you need time like my best friend who um is a guidance counselor now we went to we met at school um she took a year and I think she needed that year and she's so happy she did and she doesn't regret it but I think that it's just kind of what you need to do and I love school so I was I mean I would to be honest get my PhD yeah you would go back I would go right now but like I gotta take a break
0: yeah you gotta that would burn me out Okay, next question. What's the biggest difference between undergrad and grad school?
1: The biggest difference for me was like the campus aspect. Like if I had gone to from Syracuse to maybe like Penn State, campus and like it has a it has a vibe. It has a vibe whereas this I was also going to a big city, but I also think like you don't see people every day and like people are working. And I mean, yeah. It's shorter.
0: Yeah, it's shorter. I feel like maybe what you're trying to say is, like, there's not as much of a community in undergrad as
1: undergrad. Yeah, there's not as much of a community, and also, you're learning exactly what you need to learn, which I appreciate. There's no fluff. Is it less
0: social, too? Uh, no, I don't know. Like, are there grad school parties? No.
1: I do go on a grad school boat cruise. Fun. They definitely have things. I just, like, for me, I already had a community. For the people I know who are coming from California and, like... One girl I know came from Greece. Like, it was really important for her to build a community with her people. And I, my hat is off to them because that's not easy. I was literally sitting around with, like, 20 friends in New York City. Yeah. Which is, like, I was very lucky. But they do, NYU would always make grad picnic. And I'm like, I'm not going. But that's awesome that they yeah. have that. How do you go
0: about, like, paying for grad school? I know it's super expensive. Some people are blessed and they can just pay for it. But I know some people have to kick out student loans. Mm. If you feel comfortable enough, please let us know a little bit of your insights. Yes,
1: yeah, so... So, thankfully, I didn't have to take out loans for undergrad, but I did for grad school. Um, My dad is a professor, so he had a tuition thing. So, I didn't have to pay for Syracuse, but I think you always have to pay for a master's degree. But I took out a loan, and it helped me survive, and I'm going to buckle down and pay for it for the rest of my life. I am going to try... And I need to look into this, I just remembered. <laughs> to get loan forgiveness. Because I think if you work at certain schools, you can oh. get loan forgiveness. Now, I don't think your whole loan is, like, poof, gone. But it can, like, cut But I it. think it cuts it. So i got to look into that. But that is an option. But basically, yeah, I took out a loan and it went through NYU. I didn't do one of those, like, private loans, I think mm-hmm. they're called. I really don't know too much about this stuff. But, yeah, I took out a loan and then I did my side hustles. Um, okay, that's it. Those are all of our questions. That was all of Sarah's wealth of
0: knowledge just given right to you. I'm so excited for this episode because I just feel like it's such a different trajectory than our normal episodes, but still so, so helpful. And people want to be guidance counselors. People want to work in schools. And like all of this information is so useful for mm-hmm. that. So thank you, Sarah, so much for being here and taking time out of your busy as heck schedule to sit down with me and chat.
1: I love you, Jordan. Also, me and Jordan did take Soul Cycle before we did this. We totally did. Because we had to.
0: And the guy played three songs from Taylor Swift's new album, and I was loving it. It was great. It was awesome.
1: But also, always remember your guidance counselors if they were good because
0: they put a lot of work. They put a lot of work. But a lot
1: suck, and that's the real. And I'm going to be the good one. Yeah, you are. I love my kids. You
0: are. You totally are. I believe in you every part of my being. I love it. Um, Okay, so if you guys have any additional questions about grad school, maybe you are in, what's the program called? steinhardt maybe you're in the steinhardt program and you want to reach out to sarah or follow me at jordanrebecca or at Bitchwork podcast and you can put all of your questions for sarah through me and i will shuffle them to her she will for sure set and i will make sure that you get all your questions answered thank you guys so much for listening be sure to leave a review in the apple podcast store so i know that you're enjoying it leave a comment about who you want to see next what your favorite episodes are if there's more topics you want me to cover all of those things um Yeah, follow me on Instagram, follow Bitchwork Podcast to get in your questions for future guests and to see all of the fun series and photos we post on there. Our Instagram is super cute and thriving right now. Thank you. (laughs) Um, That's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Yay. Bye.